forever. Dog. I am the number one most impactful artist of our generation. Where's that from? That's from a Kanye West track. Pure Bliss is the last track on Cool Summer. Ah, uh, okay. We're going, I guess. Speaking of Cool Summer. <laughs> ruthless from the beginning. What's up? <laughs> What's going on? Welcome back to the Boogie A podcast. It's Rob Hayes. I'm Chris Daniels. Uh, we're in the final week of. Kanye's, I guess, I don't know what we, we didn't label this thing. Some, uh, June albums, the last one, fifth one, Tiana Taylor just hit late as usual as everything. I mean, I guess everything's going to be late. All of them were in Gemini season except for this one. No, wait. Cancer f- season. Why you, wait, wait, wait. I feel like you you about to do something messed up to us cancers, dog. No, I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey. This album was appropriately titled. Keep that same Keep energy. The same energy <laughs> is the most ironic name. Because I feel like I don't have the same energy I have for Yay. <laughs> I don't have the same energy I have for Yay. I don't have the same energy I have for Kids Be Dope. I don't have the same energy I have for Nazir. But Nazir kind of took some of the energy out of me. And then KTSE, that's where we are now. It's a, it's an R and B album for the most part. I feel like I don't know. I, no, there's R and B albums that I love. There's short R and B albums that I love. Make it last forever. If you reduce that to seven tracks, it would be bananas. There's only two skippables on there. Don't be cruel. You reduce that to seven tracks. Crazy album. You know what I'm saying? You get seven tracks to do an R and B album. I feel like I should be feeling everything. House Balloons with six tracks. I feel like Tiana Taylor is, we know her for what? My love is fame. (laughs) We know her for dancing. And I didn't feel like there was any danceable tracks on this album except for Dub TP. Yeah, uh, the the one where you definitely two seconds in, it's like okay, I was to put my headphones on, depending on where you're yeah, at. They didn't yeah. no warning on that song at all. Just right in. But yeah, yeah if you hate someone at your job, cue up them <laughs> on so their computer. When they sit back to their desk, <laughs> they start playing. Oh man, you're gonna fire it real quick. Or at least yeah, it's a HR situation. There's a couple of tracks yeah, on man. the album that'll get you in trouble. Cause hurry. Hurry, I didn't know. I found out today those moans are from the uh, Kim sex tape. 
Wow. Yeah. Early, On the same early. album with never would have made it. <laughs> I mean, uh, if if I'm gonna keep it, yeah, right, does Ray J get it checked? I don't think I don't think they use his sounds, but I guess yeah, maybe. Yeah, but I'm saying he was he was he had something to do with the sound. He was engineering. Like <laughs> 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 I said, is that a co-writer credit? What would you call that? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what kind of credit you call that. Oh man, that's a. Uh, I don't know what to think of it. I guess it's it's definitely inventive, but I mean, you got to be real comfortable. And it's not even I your mean, album. That ain't the first time somebody did that. If you listen to uh, that old song, Love Won't Let Me Wait, there's, there's moaning in that song. No, I'm not no. talking about, I heard it's moans not- in other people's songs, but moans from your wife's sex tape on an album that ain't even yours. That lets you know he got a hard cut. <laughs> you can't sample something off streaming. You know what I'm saying? You got to have that thing downloaded. Wow. It is on a current hard drive. I mean. Who found that out or did it just come out? It's, it's um, I don't have it necessarily verified, verified, but that's what's making the rounds on the interwebs. Uh, that's wild. I mean, if I'm pro- if it's if it's said to be wrong, shut down. Then I guess that takes some of the heat of it. But having at least in the past seen that boring sex tape, uh, I don't think it's. I think it's it sounds pretty spot on. That's just you know. You remember you remember what the moans sound like. That's it crazy. Me- <laughs> That's crazy. I don't even want to get into it's- how you know what I'm saying. Hey, we're just gonna leave that alone, man. For now, I really thought Tiana was gonna have like the soundtrack from BET Weekend, and I I don't feel like that happened. I mean, it's I'm I just feel like her listening party was in LA because of BET Weekend, and mm-hmm. I don't feel like you know I feel like that moment was lost. Did you watch the BET Award? No, I've I haven't watched it. You BET. miss you miss one of the greatest male diesel moments ever. Jamie Foxx bullied. Donald Glover to get on. I did see that. I did. I did see him. Like that was like I saw that with him. Man. I saw that with Michael B. Jordan. I felt bad. They for had Michael a triple threat off. It was crazy. I did see that. Yeah, that was that and was then, pretty cool. And then yeah, and then Jamie Foxx like, "What you got on, man?" And he's like, "Pajamas." Or he's like, "No, I like that outfit." And then Charles Gambino just like pajamas, and then walks off the stage. Hard to tell if he if he really wanted to do it. I didn't know that was the thing. I didn't know Jamie Foxx could just pick anybody out of the audience and be like, "Yo, get up here." And, and I mean, if he used his his powers to do it, he got the audience to. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you disappointed Jamie Foxx. It's like you disappointed the audience. Yeah. So he got the audience into it. You know. I could have been worse. You could have got hit in the face with a dick. Big Sean was. Advertised? Did he perform? Uh, I haven't seen a big. I Sean didn't watch the whole thing. I didn't see a big Sean performance. I didn't see that. Only, only one. I, I saw. I saw Yolanda. Um, I saw the tribute. I yeah. saw. Uh, Shout out to Anita Baker, Lettucey, Marsha Ambrosian. 
And the other one I saw a clip of was the Nicki one. And I realized, I was like, I don't know what song these are. But okay, I guess. Nicki Nikki has been a, promoting the album. Is I don't it, think the album exists. Is it I think out? She's just gonna keep, she's gonna, no, it's not supposed to come out until August now. But she's I've, been promoting this album for over a year. Ever since No Fraud, she's been like, I'm in album mode, I'm promoting this album. She's been putting out a track two at a time. Both of them, every time, it's been like, oh, they are all right. But she put out two of them. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. none of them have been, like, she has not found the Anaconda. She has not found that Super Bass. She has not found that, you know, whatever she's looking for, I don't think she's found. I don't know what it is, but the songs that I have heard come out, they, I'll listen to them, and then they're not in my playlist anymore. I don't know. Somebody, I feel like somebody somebody was supposed to take over the summer by now. I don't think it's happened yet. Yo, shout out to her, man. You got to see you gotta see that that performance. When she brought that electric guitar out, then she brought out Daniel Caesar. Daniel Caesar. Oh, guitar, I, I was like. You said what? I was like, um, that was the one I feel like I got to check out because I didn't even know he was performing. But he, they performed together? Yeah, they performed together. Oh, that's dope. Because her is somebody who I, I've... I know Daniel Caesar a lot, and her, her is everybody's hyped up to me. But, okay, I'm hey, excited to see she, that. She, as far as what I saw on TV, she can sing well a lot. You know what I'm saying? That was a good live performance. One of the best live performances I've seen in a while on a award show. Okay. Um, that bum was there. He's at one point he was uh, sitting next to Wale. You talking about Buckwheat? Yeah, Buckwheat. <laughs> this is for, I had to improve upon bum. I ain't gonna let you call him a bum, man. What do you mean? He clearly, the bum was he clearly has all, stuff in bummy. his pocket. He has, he yeah. has uses for them. At least, at least give Man, him what is it. All right, let's um, uh, let's talk about. He was he was sitting next to a false prophet, wasn't he? No, stop stop trying to make this song. This this song came out two years ago, over two yeah. years ago. You still trying? You know how much other beef we could we could be talking about? We talk about this. Why are we even talking about beef? We could talk about love since since that's the wave right now. We can talk about this fashion show. Hey man, yeah, basically Louis Vuitton fashion show proved that Drake don't know what the heck he's talking about. Yeah, Drake you taking know? silent L's. Oh man, uh, that I mean that was one of the illest things I've seen in a long time. Like uh, you know, it's just it's just a culmination of everything kind of. Go, you know, that's what that's what's happening now. The people who, you know, is part of his team, the people who he's collaborating with, they are the people who are running European fashion right now. Like the menswear is literally being ran by Virgil Abloh. He was able to do whatever he wanted to do. He made kicks that were inspired by Jordan Three, you know, but because He's not a Chicago Bull because, you know, he can make them whatever color he wanted to. All sorts of different colors. He can make his own soul. If you go back and look at the sketches him and Kanye were doing 10 years ago, you know, it's like all of that is coming into fruition. 
um, immediately tried to change the silhouette. You know, something dressed, the pants were baggy, but they were slack. Mm-hmm. But they had pleats. But, you know, the first 10 models that walked out were black males. I'm assuming like, that's this is a whole revolu- revolutionary thing. The theme was was the Wizard of Oz, you know, it's Pride Weekend. They walking on a rainbow. I mean, it's, I mean, there's so much there. Look at who was in attendance. Takashi Murakami was there. Two Chains was there. Ivan was there. Ye was there. Kim was there. This is Kim's first time in Paris since the robbery. You know, like that's that's huge. That was very big of her to come to you know to support Kanye and and his collaborator Virgil. Even though the last time she was there, there was a traumatic experience. If you follow Don C on Instagram, you see that uh, his his room got broken into. You know, a day before the fashion show. Didn't know that. Yeah, man. And I mean that moment at the end, you know, that just that was just you know one of them things that yeah. You know, I mean, it was, was just it was all over the internet, but it was it was special and and Virgil, you know, even though a lot of people are not into fashion, Virgil really uh, has done so much that's permeated, you know, athletes has permeated. Uh, that's gone through, you know, hip hop culture. Uh, you know, it's almost like people who don't even know what off white is knows right. off white hoodies when they see it. They I mean, know the off white shoe when they see it. So, you know, it's cool that Virgil was able to step out and and do his own thing, even though he was under Kanye for so long. You know. And and be able to get credit for it, but then also people could could see that it was a it was a mutual thing. Yeah, you know, like he posted he posted leading up to this, he posted the Mark Jacobs and Pharrell glasses, and he posted you know when Kanye uh, um, and all them went to the Louis Vuitton fashion show. You know, the whole South Park episode is based off of. They were out there making history. That was 10 years ago. You know, that was 2009. And, and they did like, it over the kids' ego speed. And Virgil is the is the one who was in that picture that nobody knew who that was. You know, people knew who Don was. People knew who Fonsworth Bentley was. They knew who Taz Arnold was. They might have knew who uh, Chris Julian was, but they did not know who Virgil was. And now look at Virgil. You know, there's some there's some people who posted a picture and cropped Virgil out. Oh, they did it. In. I mean, look, um, at, you don't. I mean, if you see that was that was a whole a whole history of like how we got here. You just did, but even know, like me knowing a fraction of what you know, I was I would say it was it was a cool moment because you knew. I think you could watch it and you know and be like, oh man, these is like different spaces that I don't like instinct. You'd be like, oh, are they supposed to be here? And it's like, it was a statement kind of show. It was like watching it. It felt like that. Even not, not I even mean, knowing you everything. You see ASAP Rocky, you know, 
in, in something like that before. Or you see some of them, but not all of them yeah. at the same time. That's the thing. You know? Like everybody and, front row, everybody, you know, doing something different in it. And then, like, just seeing how, like, okay, so Virgil's the head of, of Louis Vuitton, but then Christian Dior, their new head is Kim Jones, and that's who was that's who was kind of plugging in Virgil to Louis Vuitton before. So now the Dior show, you know, Kid Cudi's there. Dior has a collaboration with Cause. You know, they did the uh, the alternate 808s cover. They did the cover of uh, so the casket drops for um, the clips. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Dior Dior uh, has a as Yoon doing their uh, jewelry. He did all the pow chains that Big Sean used to wear. Um, so you know the pow chains that Cuddy and Kanye used to wear and the rings and stuff. He's doing the jewelry for Christian Dior. So it's just like their whole movement from 10 years ago is like also making decisions on what the next wave is. Got you. It was a dope show. I mean, I don't think anybody yeah. can say more than what you just said about it because you pretty much didn't take like so much context into it. Yeah, man. Probably the most in depth. But you know, you say stuff on the podcast, and then people feel some type of way, and then they they gotta tweet you. You know. Yeah. Why? Hey, man. Hey. Was the acting up again? I was going at it. I went in. I went in the fire with on Twitter. Uh, what was that? Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh-huh. Over what? Um, people were upset with um with what I said about the cop shot the kid. And ah. I feel like that was that was pure. Opinion. I did see that. That was pure. What you know? Opinion. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like people really, really want. Yeah, you don't got to throw your. I mean, people like want to throw their perception of the song on on you and like on the podcast and stuff just because it's, it's like a kind of mark of authority or some kind. But it's just like you know, it's how you feel about the song, especially like a sensitive that's subject how matter. I felt, that's how about the song due to what Kanye has done and what Trump has said. And people are sending me, like, parts of the government and stuff. That has nothing to do with what, you know, if I feel like if you supported Trump and you make, you know, a verse that's pro-Black Lives Matter, I'm going to question it a little bit of where it's coming from. Just because, you know, and then there was this whole debate on Twitter about whether you could be Black Lives Matter and MAGA at the same time. And then these people who were in the middle of this Venn diagram that I didn't even know those circles connected, you know, were like tweeting me like, you can be Black Lives Matter and be MAGA at the same time. And I just don't, I don't see how those two things are not opposite. I don't. I mean, you you get kicked out of each of those opposite protests, each rally. You know, I've seen yeah. what happened when Black Lives Matter shows up to a mega rally, and it don't it don't end well. Yeah, they ain't, they're not treated know, well. I didn't know. I didn't know that the dude that wears the blacks for Trump shirt at the Trump rallies. I didn't know he was the gay say. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now I know that. I know that. Before. He was like, yo, you think he gets paid to do both? He gets paid to carry the sign and listen to the podcast just to see, like, what, like, make sure you're in tune to what's going on. Yeah. 
I didn't know. I didn't know. Like when I did that Alex Jones impression, that's all people heard. They're like, oh shit. Oh man. Yeah, they, I put my alpha brain down. Once, once I saw them tweets, I was like, you know what? Let me leave this alpha brain alone. Yeah, people need to understand we don't intersect. I did. Uh, I did Serene in the in Soren's show Brown Privilege on Tuesday, and they brought me up with the podcast because they both listened to it and like the podcast and I had to so like the whole crowd was like oh kind of like oh fuck this dude at first and I had to like yeah, you gotta address yeah I gotta clarify I'm like no 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 this is just because it's a Kanye podcast we are not hey <laughs> what we were reporting news you know yeah. what I'm saying you can't get mad at Al Roker because it's storming outside alright <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this fucker Al like floods. Like, no, I don't like floods. I just I have to talk I don't about like it. Flood. it. It was a flood. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Ignore the I have to do a whole listen, uh, here's a statement from Al Roker. Um, I do not condone anything the flood has damaged. I really like that store. That was not my intention. I mean, I I I'm all for debates. I love debates. I love when people have solid arguments. You know what I'm saying? I love when like you know, I love being a contrarian. I love taking sides that I don't even necessarily feel in order for the sake of, of making a, a great argument. But that being said, if you're going to come in a fire, if you're going to throw them at me, be consistent, make your arguments make sense. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm not going to... And all these people who send all these paragraphs you know what I'm saying? Because they think they got me or whatever. Sometimes I, I'm away from my phone. Sometimes other stuff's going down. Sometimes I'm eating. Now I got a whole book I got to read because somebody's like, oh, he's quiet now. You know, that's not the case. Oh, man. Well, yay sayers, keep your uh, tweets brief. Two sentences max. I don't know what to say say from there, but whatever. It was always, I mean, debate's good. But also, we got to know where people stand. Um, I feel like when we were, like, as far as leaning into, like, political stuff, Kanye did also uh, give an interview to somebody from New York Times where he kind of clarified a lot of the stuff that had happened uh, prior to when they started releasing albums. And just about like that whole Wyoming time. It was pretty, I'll say, um, I think it was pretty fair. I think they they gave him a chance to kind of, you know, like, okay, put his stance out there and where his mind's at and also check him a few times. It could have been harder, but I mean, it's like, how much are you going to do? But he, I think the two things that were important, there was one uh, part where he, you know, talks about how he felt the need after like that Charlemagne interview and they talked about like, you know, this is like such a, a clear-minded and it was just kind of like a, a very serene uh, kind of Kanye that you were getting in that Charlemagne interview and it, how he felt like he just needed to go to Team Z. Like he just had a feeling like the whole time he uh, he just felt like he needed to like, that's the kind of the energy he wanted. And he kind of did what you did. Like I, you remember when he said he voted on Trump and you were trying to stick me with that wordplay the whole time? That he never was saying yeah. He was like, oh, I never said slavery was a choice. He's like, go back and check it. I never I never said that. And he tries to be like, 
He did, which because the thing is, everybody focused on that and nobody was trying to hear him. Which I give you credit for that. At the same time, he did say uh, like how he feels that people um, are are almost so informed and moving by so much negativity and things like that. Which kind of some of it, it's weird. I feel like Kanye's a guy. I'm coming to accept more that he's just he's just a guy who's gonna be full of contradictions. But at this point in time, he's just all about energy. I feel like he talks about his bipolar disorder, how he deals with that, how he tries to, you know, be different with how he reacts to that. I ain't a doctor, so I don't know, you know, if it's good if he decides, oh, this this is how many pills I'm going to take versus what you're supposed to or whatever, things like that. But when he just talks about the music and, and work, that's interesting because he talks about, um, he talks about, how basically those days of like perfectionist Kanye are pretty much done. Like he's trying to put all the flaws out there, even with music. I think one of the things that is, that is mentioned in it is that how he's always uh, kind of editing, like he's almost like self-editing, not just like in interviews and stuff, but just like with the music. And he's just trying to show, I don't know, all the all the flaws and and the process and kind of like all the parts of the rough draft that you don't get to see. And it's just like, if you keep the initial feeling, you just keep it, you keep updating and updating and updating. And then you kind of get maybe a message that is more authentic. At least that's how I kind of take away from it. But people should read. Yeah. I think, I think people are taking like this new approach and comparing it to the old approach. And I think that's totally different mindset. Right. You know, I think before it was like make everything perfect. And I think now it's like, you know, the the way that we consume music is different. The way that we, you know, get away from music is different. And I think that like, you know, if we you know, he he's doing it more rushed, more like to be more in the moment and speak to more like what are we you know, how do people feel right now? How do I feel right now? You know, he always said his time, his albums were a time capsule. But I think before he was able to predict what the sound of the time sounds like, and now, you know, he doesn't have to do that. Now, he, it could really be that. It could really be like, I take, you know, I take a couple months, I go to a place, I make a thing, and you have the thing immediately. Right. Not, I make a bunch of execs listen to it. I convince them that it's good. I convince them that it's okay. You know, it's not that sort of thing at all. Right. I think you get good and bad. He talks about how he's like, yeah, eight days before Ye came out, there were no lyrics, which can be disconcerting. But also, I mean, do you like the thing is, I think that Ye is, is really raw and I love it. At the same time, it's like, man, what, like, what did these lyrics like? If you give it two months, yeah, you know, what if he, he what if he didn't eat Frito Lay? <laughs> what, what would your chip, your be chip like? You know what I'm saying? Things like that. Um, I, I feel, I feel like, oddly enough, he says kind of one of the most. Uh, kind of ignorant things to me where he kind of talks about like that whole to inform thing he's like people kind of need to 
have the mindset of a child, even like almost like with politics. No, 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 no. That's not what he said. I'm not. I ain't saying it's like verbatim. He said artist. Yeah, artist. But he's also talking making art. He wasn't talking about when living your life. That is that is very important. I because I read that and I was like, what? And then I saw like, oh, he said artist. Okay, but when he's talking about people, but when he's talking about, I'm talking like the child mindset, okay? But he's also talking about when they brought up the politics and he's talking about people are like over it. You don't have to be so informed. That kind of. Yes. He's not in the politics business. He's in the feeling business. But that's what I'm saying though, because he's talking about going at it just off feeling. Yeah, because he's he's in the in the uh in the area of making sound so sure. that's where he's coming from and he's been saying that for years he told Brett Easton that when he made my beautiful dark twisted fantasy he had the mindset of a tenual when he made Jesus he had the mindset of an eight year old like basically he's going backwards and he's like, you know, the goal the goal is to be as youthful as possible. The goal is to have, you know, as and and it's it's the idea of of children say what they feel regardless. You know, children like you know, it's like it's not there's certain aspects of that that he adopts and there's certain aspects of that that aren't there. You know, I mean, I'm not saying I don't like all. I mean, all right. So take that and also take in consideration when he talks about basically, at least as I took it, not being concerned with competition or comparing, you know, you know, people to to trees in a forest, you know, like the value of that tree versus how many trees there are. Uh, what? I'm paraphrasing, but he's basically he basically talks about kind of something he said before, where he's like not concerned with competition with his peers, or he, and uh, well, versus yeah. like not like okay, I was number one rapper then, and Drake's number one rapper now, or whatever. But like all that stuff you used to be concerned about, you know, it doesn't matter. That seems you know that's childlike because I feel like those things of competition and worth being dictated by other people that stuff you don't worry about till somebody tells you you have to be because that's society like everybody is supposed to you're supposed to be like that the depends. nicest person and you're supposed to also stomp on everybody which doesn't correlate it depends i guess so but it depends on your childhood dynamic oh you were you you knew you knew right away like that's how you have to approach well, I, everybody i had a sibling i had a sibling I feel like with siblings, then you know, competition is competition is is there. You know, uh, it's it's inherent. On rewards, huh? With reward, I feel like yeah, it's like what you get. But if but I, you're saying that competition is not is not something that's natural. Uh, not. Not in the way that it is mostly. I think when it comes to how we have competition in society, it's not just about 
you know, you can have competition and that is, I don't necessarily, I was, I guess we could say like more innocent and, you know, and it's not, it's not all about not just like humility, like I have to be number one. So this person can be number two and they have, like, I get to reap the benefits of being number one and they reap the losses of being number two or whatever number they're not versus, you know, being able to have a status and still be able to support and look at everybody else as a peer. That's not not, like, you don't have to look at them like you're beneath me. I feel like that's the thing that was taught to us. You know, I can have competition. Like it's like one brother I'm super competitive with on a level that is purely like, I want to destroy you. And another brother, you know, is like, it's, it's just, it's more, it's more about the fun and enjoyment of it all. And however it ends up is how it ends up. I got you. I could think about it some more. I mean, there's, I think the bottom line for this interview for me is there is more tidbits to take away to think about. Even on like some stuff, like obviously you're not going to agree with all of it. Just like he states, you know, he's not, how he feels about Trump is the same way where he's not necessarily going to agree with everything. But there's, there's like, there's positive stuff to take out and, and think about in regards to Kanye that he hasn't really talked about before. Yeah. And... You know, it's a great article. You know, you definitely should check it out. I mean, I think the New York Times is a newspaper. I don't know why it took so long for them to put this out. They feel like the albums yeah, are right. out. That's so a feel like a Kanye thing. Every day, you know, and they, you know, they really... I don't know. Maybe they sound like the rest of us did. Maybe they were like, you know what? Hey, we're going to put this out now, but keep that same energy comes out on this weekend. (laughs) So let's just wait. That sounds like a Kanye move. He wouldn't. I mean, I I would say this throughout the whole time that these albums are coming out. He has not really stepped on anybody's. over like he's never he's not stepped over anybody's project as far as putting himself in the news or anything. It's, yeah, it's been pretty much about what's going on. Anything else like reported on him was reported on him, but he's been very like about the work. It seems that's very true. That's very true, and he did it. He did it. Yeah, a lot of people didn't think he was gonna do people, it. I thought. I mean, thought it was gonna be. Some people you know, thought. Remember them albums he was talking about? You know, he really did it. He yeah. really did it. You know, maybe we'll find out later that he didn't produce all the al- all the albums, or, you know, whatever, but... Other people worked on hey, them, but they're all credited. Other people worked on them, but other people were out in, you know, in Wyoming. Right. Like, I feel so like... We'll see. If anybody is... I mean, who who's on... Like, Mike Dean's on all of them in some way. Yeah, there's clearly other people that work here but I mean I feel like now we at least get a chance to like step back and think about it and like not as rushed as people seem to have to think about it like you know like we've been given quick reviews on everything but now we get to be like okay so where is this in the rotation now you know how do we feel about it like a month later we're gonna be able to do that later yeah which is good yeah I mean I say we we wait a month and then we see how I feel about all the projects and then maybe six months we see about 
how we feel about all the projects. You yeah, know? after Big Sean and Sci High albums come out. And Bump J. And Bump J, apparently. I feel like there's definitely yeah, more Bump work. Bump J and it's somebody else, right? Um, Chief Keith? What? Nah. No. Nah, <laughs> I don't think it's Chief Keith. Do we got any, uh, you got any other thoughts on Tiana's album? Um, yeah, man, I, you know, like how they say Dark Side of the Moon syncs up well with, uh, The Wizard of Oz. Okay. Like, if you watch The Wizard of Oz and play, listen to, uh, Dark Side, the album The Dark Side of the Moon, they go together well. This is the first time I'm hearing about it, but I'll take your word for it. Okay. Well, if you listen to this Tiana album and you sync it up with uh, that that Honey sequel that she made that's on Netflix, it syncs <laughs> up real well. Are you going to make people watch the sequel to Honey? Hey, man. Hey, that Honey movie's not that bad. It's all right. All right. I'm in. I'll give it, I'll give it a shot, baby. We'll I didn't finish it, but you know, <laughs> I, I, when I do, I will keep that same energy that I have wow. right now. I promise you that. Wow. Okay, that was pretty good. I'll give you that one. Um, I think somewhere in there, there is a there is a a good uh, R and B album. I just feel like I don't know. Maybe it's too much fat. Maybe I feel like it should have been more or less. Maybe, what do you mean less? You want four tracks? Some I don't know. Some of the like, I I think somewhere in the middle you have like five, four to five songs. I'm like these are the songs. Maybe like two of them. The first I'm couple like, songs I don't even like the way her voice sounds. Like I don't understand. I felt like she she should have went to Wyoming. She's the only one that didn't go to Wyoming, and I feel like it shows. She should have went to Wyoming. No, I feel like from issues to never would have made it is pretty much where, like, those are the songs I'm probably, I can go back and listen to those songs. I think everything else I'm Yo, like, not Marvin Sepp, uh, not Marvin Sepp. What's his name? Is his name Marvin Sepp? Yeah. Yeah, Marvin Sepp uh, tweeted her. Did you see that? I didn't see that, no. It's Erica Badu tweeted her. What am I Maybe saying? it will grow on me. Maybe I'm gonna look like an idiot. Who knows? No, I don't. I think, I think uh, expectation wise, you're pretty on the money. Because I was, I was expecting this to be the one. Like this is gonna be the best one. I was expecting all this of them. gonna be the one that Def Jam is gonna be like, yes, yeah, this is what we needed. You know. Um, I don't know. I just and I, where was Iman Shumper? I was expecting the Shumper first. What the fuck? Who wants to hear Iman? Does he act? Like, what do you mean? He. This man is a is a champion rapper. What are you talking about? No, we got we got Ty Dolla Sign. That was what that was what we needed. Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah. Isn't that him on three way? Hmm. Isn't that him on three way? Come on, man. I'd rather have Shump. 
Shump ain't got the high top no more. He's in he's he's in the uh decline. I don't need to hear him. Come on, he in Sacramento, man. He got time. He I don't even plenty. know what team he played for. He got for. plenty of time. The Kings. <laughs> he played for the Sacramento Kings, man. Come on, Shaq's his boss. He on TV every day. He got time. Wow. Shout out to Eric Dampier. Shout out to Vince Carter. He also was on the Kings last year. I don't know where he going. I think... He just needs to suck it up and go play for the Warriors. Just go Shout out to Spider-Man. Why are we shouting out Spider-Man? Oh. Hey, man, I got my reason. <laughs> and as always, shout out to Monique. Um, I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like you go, we, go, we, go, we could talk about issues to never would have made it. And that, I don't know. I just, not knowing that much about Tiana, maybe I wanted some more uh and some more like concise you know this is this is what it is but this is what we got this is what we got hey i don't know i felt the type of way about it never would have made it and then snoop dogg performed gospel at the bet award with all the gospel artists and then i was like you know what maybe it's not that bad you know <laughs> snoop dogg, wait no no snoop dogg performed Ain't nothing but a G thing. Well, ain't nothing but a G thing. He performed uh, a What's My Name and then performed. He performed What's My Name. He said, he said an F bomb. He said they blipped it out and then he performed his gospel song. Put on a robe and performed his gospel song. I feel like whatever expiration dates for people to check Snoop Dogg. Has passed long ago. He's just doing whatever, he, like whatever Snoop Dogg wants to do. He's he's doing it. Also, he was building Snoop. He took the dog out. He's just tired of explaining the switch out of the lion, and he was like, "All right, just put Snoop." Like I don't. Whatever Martha, whatever Martha calls him, I'm gonna call him that. Whatever what calls him? Whatever uh, Martha calls him, I'm gonna call him that. Who's Martha? Martha. Who's Martha? Oh, Martha Stewart. Yeah. Oh, okay. Whatever she calls she probably him. Probably calls him Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably saved in her phone as Calvin. She probably calls him Snoop, but in her phone his name comes up as Calvin B. You think it's Calvin B and Snoop in parentheses? Yeah, no, parentheses no, no. She knows, no, he's the only Calvin in her phone. <laughs> Probably. I'll give it that. Um Yo, shout out to Martha Stewart. Yeah, shout out to Martha Stewart. She's a, yo, she shout did she did Ray. she did more time than Snoop did. Why are we shouting yeah. out Rachel Ray? Let's get let's 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 rope it in. I mean just why not? You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Emerald Legacy. I don't even know who that is. You don't know who Emerald is? Emerald like the cook Emerald? Yeah. The guy with always the red shirt. Bam. All right. I haven't heard that. Like, why don't uh, I don't give a shit? Why are we doing this? We go sh- shout out fucking Bobby Flay. Is he still cooking? Bobby Flay. Yo, still shout cooking. out to Jamie Foxx going on stage with uh, his drawers on hot off of Me Too allegation. Wow. I didn't know he did that. Okay. He must know he won. I guess. I don't know. That was weird. It was weird. It felt weird. 
Got any more weird shout outs? All right, Chris. Who I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> but uh, that's been a BPA podcast. We back to our regular format after this. Uh, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for sticking with us. We were on time all except one time. So we did better than the yeah, good music we, rollout. Yeah, we did. We did as well as Wyoming. Yeah. We just had one that was a day late, just like they did. Yeah. So by Kanye standards, this is pretty good. But thanks for listening. And we'll be back next time. Peace. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.